How are you? You ready? Did somebody say ready? I was going to ask you, are you ready for Christmas? I should ask you that every day, not just in December, right? Hey, it is so good to see you. I want to tell you a couple of things before we get started in our series. We're starting a series this morning called A Call to Joy, and I'm uh, going to talk about that in just a moment. But I want to uh, tell you a few things that, uh, that you need to know. If you noticed when you came in the atrium, there's the big service Sunday uh, banner, thingamajigamabob, that's up there again. And uh, we, that's an opportunity to be able to talk about serving if you're not serving somewhere. Now, we do that every, every first Sunday of the month, but this time what we've done is uh, thinking of you. In lieu of, there are some of you that are involved in areas of ministries that when we leave this facility and go to our new facility, hopefully very soon, you're not going to have a place to serve. How rude would it be of us to not offer you somewhere else to serve, right? But seriously, uh, those of you, you're pulling the trailer, you're setting up, some of you, some of you have been doing that since, for 10 years, basically. You've been involved in that type of ministry. Some of the things that are really specific to being in this building and things that have to be done, like setting up all of this stuff, which is very important. And many of you have been a part of that. There's, there's a lot of areas that when we go and have a permanent facility of our own, uh, we're not going to have an area for you to serve in that capacity, although there are other things for you to do. So what I want you to do is just be reminded that part of this church's culture and the DNA of this culture is that we are partners together and we serve. We don't just come and sit and soak it up, but part of it is serving. That way we get to know people, we get to serve God, and we get to use our gifts and utilize that as, as we're serving Him. So two, two things, if you're not involved at serving... You have no better excuse than to go to the table and click an area, check an area that you'd like more information for us to get back in touch with you and to be able to know that we're going to meet with you and talk to you about doing it. But it's very likely that you could start your first area of service in a new building and nobody would know the difference, see? So it's not like, oh, I'm not the only one not, uh, not serving around here, right? So you can start fresh. You've got a clean slate. You can jump in and get excited about what we're going to have to be able to do as far as the areas of service in our new facility. And then there's those of you, again, who maybe your area is going, going away. I mean, it's vanishing. And we want you to feel like, oh, man, I don't have to set that stuff up anymore. That's awesome. And we want you to feel like that for about this long because we want you to be able to say, you know what? Just because we're in a different place doesn't mean it's time for me to sit down and not do anything. So we want you to find a place to serve. Now, if you want to take one Sunday off, we're going to give that to you on the 27th with everybody else. And then we expect you to jump right back in and find a place to serve, right? Seriously, we do want you to find a place to serve. And so what you'll notice, there'll be some people out at the table. If you just want to talk to some people, you'll see some of the areas that we have. Some of the areas might be a little different. Some of them might be um, that we've had them, but we really haven't utilized them here in this facility, like security and parking lot, I think specifically in the guest services area, those are two things that I've kind of had on the list, but we really haven't taken advantage of being able to have people serving in those areas, and that's really going to be a need when we get to our new place. There are other things as far as teaching and being involved with the students and just all of the different areas of ministry, there are opportunities for you to be able to serve. And so if you're not serving, we want you just to check that out. And if, if you're in an area that's going to be going away, we want you to be, go ahead and start thinking about, okay, what am I going to do when I get 
over to the new place. So I hope that you'll do that, and uh, there, it's, it's just going to be a good time uh, as we are able to go over there. And speaking of that, you should have gotten lots of information by now, but we're having a training, we're calling it, this afternoon at the new building. It's divine currently on Wade Hampton. If you weren't able to go over there the night, that the evening that we met and seen the facilities, uh, you're, you're missing out on being able to see the kind of facility that we're going to have. So we want you to come. If you're a volunteer, and want you to be there this evening. We're going to have a training. There's soup and stuff to eat afterwards. It's our first unofficial fellowship in the new building. It's not even ours, but we're going to have a time to eat and be able to talk with your team leaders and other people on your team. And I'm going to do some things with CCB and some training on how we, how we utilize that to the best of our abilities. And then you're going to have an opportunity to be able to see where you're going to serve in the new location because it's going to look a little different than it looks here. Those of you who are teaching and, and doing that kind of thing, it's, it's a different room, it's a different setup. And it's not going to look exactly like we hope it will look, but you'll get the gist of what's going to be over there. Those of us in guest services, it's a whole different thing of us to rethink how are we going to greet people when they come in. Let's think of this from a visitor's standpoint. What do they see when they come in? And we need, we need to think about that together, how we're going to make a good impression to those who are coming to visit us at a new location. So if you're serving already, we really want you to be there tonight. Five o'clock is when it starts. It'll go to about seven. But you're going to have some food in between there, which will be good. And then, uh, if you're not serving and you're thinking about serving, this is a great opportunity for you to go ahead and show up, get in on it from the beginning. This will be considered your volunteer orientation as you come, and you'll be ready to go and ready to serve when we get into that new building. So I hope that you'll come and be a part of that tonight. We're going to have a, have a good time this evening. If you did not RSVP, if you did not get the email somehow, if you did not see it on the weekly stuff that we've sent out, if you haven't heard us say anything about it, and this is the first time you're hearing it, and you're saying, well, I'm a volunteer, I never heard about that. Guess what? You're not allowed to come. No, I'm just kidding. You come this afternoon. You, if you don't sign up, that's okay. We wanted to get an idea about how much food to fix and that kind of stuff. But if you did not sign up and you say, well, I'd like to come, can I come? You can. So just you, you come on and join us there um, this, uh, this evening. We're going to have a good time as we learn about some training stuff for volunteers and then for you to get together with people in your uh, area of service. Now, and I know Stephanie will know that uh, none of that needs to go on the podcast. You can just edit all that out and you can start uh, when we get to the, to the message part of that. So the series that we're doing is called A Call to Joy. And uh, I'm going to talk to you some things this morning. We're going to look at the... Uh, Gospel of Luke, which is kind of traditionally known as where the Christmas story is found, Luke chapter 2. Maybe you've already read some of that already. Maybe you've had a reading plan or you're in some kind of Christmas plan. You might use uh, the Version Bible plans and that's included the Christmas story. Maybe as a family, maybe you sit down and read the story uh, as we get to this time. It's, a, it's a really probably the most popular place that people go to look for the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus. So uh, we're going to start that, and then next week the kids are going to continue that, but Freedom Kids are taking over the place next week, okay? And they're going to have a, a thing for us. They got, they've got a play. They've got some singing and stuff they're going to do next week and continuing as we talk about A Call to Joy. And then on the 20th, we'll continue uh, the sermon series about how, what a great joy it is that Jesus has been born and talk a little bit more about that. And then on 27th, we have no service. We do this every year. We cancel the service at the end, so go ahead and make sure you know that. Tell people that you know come here 
don't show up here on the 27th. We will not be here. It's our way of saying spend time with your family. It's our way of saying to the volunteers, we appreciate you so much. We give you one day off a year, and you should take full advantage of it, right? So we hope you'll, that kind of give you an idea of where we're headed and what we're doing this month and uh, looking forward to that. So if you have your Bibles or you have the Scripture, somehow or another you can get to it where you can read it on your phone or however you choose to do that. Look in the Gospel of Luke. That's if you're New Testament, second half of the Bible, four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. It's the third one in the Bible. If you can't find it, you can go to your index. That's not cheating, we say. It's going to be on the screen, but I hope you brought your own stuff to read it along with. I'm just going to read the whole uh, part of that. It's chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. So it says this, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be wretched with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were fear, filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is, with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So, I want us to think this morning about Christmas joy. And Christmas should be a time of joy, shouldn't it? I mean, it should be a time of joy. We should be happy. There are obvious things that many of us get happy about. There's, you know, the thought of you're able to get some presents that you don't normally get throughout the year. That's kind of fun for most everybody. For some of you who are the gift givers in the group, 
it is just another awesome excuse for you to be able to give somebody a gift. And you love doing that almost more than anything else. You love to be able to give gifts and give things to other people. And you might even like to shop. You might even, if you're somehow weird and twisted, enjoy being on Woodruff Road during the Christmas season. I don't know why in the world you would ever want to travel over that way on purpose during this season. Unless it was to go to Cabela's or Academy Sports and get something to hunt or fish with. That would make sense to me, right? But it's, it is, it's a time. That there, is, there, there are a lot of things that kind of happen in our culture. There are, there's like the Thanksgiving season, and, and it kind of continues on from a, a cultural standpoint as uh, advertisements are there. We begin to see colors that we associate with Christmas. We see decorations that we associate with Christmas. And, and the downtown area begins to be decorated with things that remind us of traditions that we have and things that we do and you start doing things that you normally do as a tradition around this time and maybe some of you have it well planned out and there are certain things all right when it gets close to Christmas here is what we do this is this is Christmas to us this is what we do we go here we do this we eat this we listen to this you know we don't have like major major traditions in our family necessarily other than over the last several years, for some reason, we've just always, we've loved watching Elf every year. Y'all watch Elf? Yeah. It's just funny. It's just a good thing. But it's not like if we don't watch Elf, we won't feel like we've had Christmas. We haven't watched it yet, but I heard one of my kids say the other day, hey, it's, about time, it's about time for us to watch Elf, isn't it? So it's kind of a tradition. It's something that's fun. I know thinking of growing up, Mom, there were, there were certain things that she would always make around Christmas time, dessert-wise. And she'd make those, we called them sand dunes, and they were little little things that were about that long, and some of you call them like little sugar cookie things that are round and pointy on each end. And she would make them, and they would, she would put nuts in them and powdered sugar on the outside of them. And I remember sneaking those and eating them right out of the oven when they were warm. And that kind of makes me think of Christmas growing up or waking up early and sneaking to wake my brothers up to see if Santa had come yet. Those are things that I kind of remember about Christmas. There are certain foods and family gathering. When I was young, we all used to, when my grandparents were alive, my whole extended family, we would gather over at my grandfather's house. Cousins and uncles and the whole nine yards, people that I hardly ever see anymore in my life. Maybe you have family like that. But in that time, when I was young, we would gather at my grandparents' house, and my uncle, there was one uncle in the group who would always tell some kind of story. He was the storyteller, and he would get the kids all excited talking about different stuff, and especially he'd talk about Santa, you know, and all that kind of stuff, and that would get us excited. And then we would sing Christmas carols and hymns and different kinds of stuff. And, stuff. and I know you've probably got a thousand different memories that you could think of. Most of them probably good. Now, if you have family like most of us do, you can probably think of a few things that make you snarl your nose up when you think of family around Christmas time. But for the most part, it was fun. And so we think about we think about Christmas and this season and about about having joy. And as the angels came to the shepherds, he comes to them and and he the very first thing he said is says, "Hey, I'm fixing to bring you some good news. This is joy. This is going to be this is good stuff. You guys." You're sitting out here in the fields and you're messing around with these dirty sheep and you're having to watch all this kind of stuff going on. Maybe you're not having very much fun tonight or today, but look, guess what? I'm getting ready to blow your mind 
I'm getting ready to tell you something that's going to make you want to jump up and click your heels. I'm getting ready to share something with you that's going to make you have joy. Are you ready? You know, and I'm, I just kind of felt like the shit. And they were scared to death. It's like, oh my gosh, an angel showed up. That means one thing. We're fixing to die, <laughs> right? We are scared to death. Nobody talks to angels and stuff without dying. This has got to be bad news when the angel shows up. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm fixing to tell you something that's going to be awesome. This is great joy. This is something that you need, that you need to know. And so there was this call to joy. From the very beginning of the announcement of the birth of Jesus, there was this excitement and this understanding that the world is never going to be the same again once this baby gets here. It's never going to be the same again. Your life is going to be changed. The way you view your life is going to be changed. The way the world views itself is going to be changed. This whole world is getting ready to change. And it's going to be joyful. I'm getting ready to tell you some good news. So that's kind of how this whole thing started. So what I want to look at, and I want you to look at with me, is, um, I don't know why there's always three things. I think three, there's three things. And usually it's because it, that's about how long it talks to give a sermon. You can cover three things, right? So I'm covering three things this morning, all right, about this call to joy. And one to look at that it was a personal invitation. I want you to hang on to that and think about that. We can get in this generic idea of Christmas and just start thinking about all kinds of stuff. But I want you to, we tell people, it's not about you, don't focus on yourself. But I want you to hear this. This call to joy that the angels gave, it was a personal invitation. We're going to look at that. And it, it was not only personal, but it was for all people. And then the last thing is that it was real. So those are three things that I'm going to talk to you about. It's a personal invitation. It's for all people, and it was real. So look at, look at this first one of the personal invitation. Go back and look at verse 10 through 12. The word you is mentioned four times in those few verses. It says, and the angel, when, when you see the word you, I want you to say it out loud with me, okay? And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring... Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for... I tricked you on that one. There's two back to back, right? You didn't have any words in between. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. It's a personal invitation. Now here's what I want you to do. Go back. Look at this again. Keep that up on the screen. I'm going to read it. And where the word you is, I want you to put your name there instead of saying the word you. Okay? Does that make sense? Let's practice. Make sure you got it. What is your name? Uh, some of you are not sure. Ask the person beside you. I know you probably had a late night shopping or something, but if you can't remember, just ask the person beside you, what's my name? Say your name again. Say it one more time louder. Supposedly, all the stuff I read, everybody loves hearing their own name. You're not convincing me that you like the sound of your own name. But let's do this. When, you, when the word you, you replace it with your name, okay? And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for... We'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. This is a personal invitation. 
It was given to these shepherds, but this was, it was personal. The, the angel picked these people out. It was, it was a direct communication. This was angel to people. This was them hearing a voice. This was like as if you and I are talking right now and I'm speaking to you and like you just read that. That's what they heard. It was a personal invitation to them. Hey, I'm coming to talk to you, not just in general right now. This is a personal invitation, and that applies to us. The birth of Jesus, this good news, this stuff that's coming, the angel is saying it's going to provide joy, things are going to change. It's for you, and we have to view it that way. Because if we think it's just for somebody else out there, we'll miss what the birth of Christ means and how it applies to our life. So it's a personal invitation. And then the next thing, it's kind of similar, but it's a little different in the idea that it's personal, but it's an invitation to all people. Look back at verse 10 again. It says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for, what's the last three words? How many? Okay, so it's the personal invitation of saying, Hey, right now I'm telling you guys, you shepherds, Here's what's fixing to happen. There's going to be a child that's going to be born. He's going to be lying in a, in a manger. He's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes. This is going to be awesome. It's, it's just going to be, it's great joy for you. But guess what? I'm giving this personal invitation to you. But guess what? It's just not only for you. It's for all people. That personal invitation extends to everyone. It is for all the people. Now, you can read the story further, and you can do some study and look at that whole Christmas season and everything that happened. But, you know, there were, as we kind of read the story, who were some people involved in the story of Jesus as they made their way to find him? There were the shepherds we've just seen. Who else? At, at some other point, look, not in this scripture passage, but well, who do we know? Who else visited Jesus? Okay. And they were probably what? They were wise, but maybe what was their role? Crown, king, right? These are important people. Now, in this day and time, shepherds were kind, kind of, like the low end of the totem pole on the social class. You're just a lowly, we hear, a lowly shepherd. You know, you're just, you're just a farmer. You're just a, just a lowly shepherd. But that transcended from, from what would be kind of considered the lowest of social class almost up to people who were considered to be kings. So this was, this was for all people. It wasn't just for the rich and the wealthy or, any, or only the, the lowly, or only in the middle class, or however you would want to kind of socialize things and put things in categories. This was a message, this great joy. It was for all people. That means all people, everybody, anybody, from then until whenever this world quits producing people, this message was, is for them. It's for all people. Every race, every color, everything. There was, there's no distinction between it being for all people. So that personal invitation, and then knowing that it was, wasn't just for the shepherds personally, it's for everybody. So we're all different, aren't we? Yeah, thank you, Heather. <laughs> we're all different, right? Do you think that you're different from anybody else? Yeah, look at the person beside you. Or was that, was that Marina? Is that what you're like? Yeah, sorry, Heather. Look at the person beside you and say, you are quite different. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> That's right. I mean that in a good way. As a joke, sometimes people will say stuff to me. I won't call their name, but one time I wore this shirt here not long ago, and the person is in here in the auditorium, and they made a joke, and they said, boy, that sure is a pink-looking shirt. 
And I said, I'm going to take that as a compliment. I don't care how you meant it. <laughs> right? So, so you're different. You can tell a person they're different, right? We are different. But guess what? It doesn't matter. Our differences do not matter. There's not a person here, a person that you can think of, know that ever was born or will be born that will not be included in the this is for all people. It is that, that personal and it's included for everybody. Now here, here is, when we think about this, here, here's the other thing that I want you to think about. So, so this, is, this is joy. This is, this is the, uh, the angel coming saying, hey, I've got some good news, man. This is great joy. We're going to be excited about this. So here's what I want you to think about concerning this idea of a call to joy. That it's for you. It's personal to me and to you. And we, it's okay for us to be happy. <laughs> right? It's okay for us to be happy. It's okay for us to be joyful. Now, I'm not going to do the whole commercialization of Christmas thing and shame on us for doing that. But listen, here's what I want, here's what I want you to know. Uh, it's okay for you to get excited about going shopping. It's all right. It's okay for you to get excited about giving gifts to people and baking stuff and having people over and laughing. And that is a part of having fun and having joy in life. And it's okay to do that. Here's the thing that just bugs me to no end. I think, and when I talk to people, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy around Christmas time. I'm, just running. I'm supposed to be celebrating the birth of Jesus, but it just gets so hectic. And all of a sudden, there's this guilt trip because you've engaged in some cultural things that now you feel almost guilty that you're not allowed to have fun doing that because everything that you've done has not included the word or the name of Jesus in it. Listen, this is important. Get this. Hang on to this. The birth of Jesus was never meant to be a one-day celebration. It was never meant to be a one-day celebration. Now, I'm glad that we can pick a day on a calendar and we can say we're calling this Christmas and we want everybody to get excited about it because we're making this day a celebration of the birth of Jesus. I am glad that we can do that. But the birth of Jesus was not, and having Christmas Day was not somehow on God's social calendar for us to pick a day to take off of work and do all this stuff and to celebrate Jesus. Guess what? We have the opportunity to celebrate who Jesus is every day of the year. So don't feel guilty. And here's what I say, and I hope this doesn't step on your toes, but maybe it does, and sometimes that's good. I think, personally, this is personal, it's not a theological thing, God hasn't revealed this to me, this is my own personal people observation. I think a lot of people feel guilty around this time is because they stay so busy all year long anyway, and Jesus kind of just gets left out of the story all along the way. And so when culturally we zoom in on the month of December and it's expected that everybody should get excited about Jesus, well, your busy life and my busy life just gets bombarded with more of the Christmas stuff of life. And it kind of makes you feel guilty because you should have been celebrating Jesus all along. And now you know you should be doing it, but you're finding it hard to squeeze everything in because you got so much other stuff going on. So don't, don't let that rob you of your joy. It's real simple. Just celebrate Jesus every day, right? <laughs> it's real simple. But this is a time where you can... You can maximize that 
you can, we can take advantage of this season for the different things that are going on if for nothing else to do what the shepherds did after they saw Jesus and go and tell other people about him. People are more receptive culturally to hear about Jesus during this time and, and you can say shame on marketing and shame on businesses and shame on all these stuff for making such a big deal about Christmas time. And although most of them may not mention Jesus, but they are helping us, folks. They're helping us. They are preparing the culture to know there is something everybody should be getting excited about during this time. And guess what? We really do have the answer. I mean, it's like going golfing and somebody leaning down and teeing it up for you. All right, all you got to do is hit the ball out of the park. So, so don't think, oh, commercialism, bad people, people are selling stuff during Christmas. Think, man, they're helping us. They're prepping people. They're, people are, they're, they're, you are getting excited. And we can tell them, hey, I'm excited too. And I'm excited about giving gifts. And I'm excited about going to visit family. I'm also excited about Jesus because that's, that's just, that's what great joy is all about. That's what joy is all about. So it's a personal invitation to us. And it's, it's for all people. And, and here's the other thing. Don't take this as a downer because this is about joy. Right? Say out loud, this is about joy. You're so unconvincing. You're burnt out already from shopping and Christmas. <laughs> it's about joy. But here's the thing. If you've been to a partnership class in time lately, we, we've said this. There's nowhere in the Bible that I found, if you find it, let me know. Because I haven't found it. There's nowhere in the Bible where Jesus ever asked us to remember his birth. But he did ask us to remember his death, burial, and resurrection. There's nowhere in the Bible where Jesus said, you, Thou must have Christmas Day and celebrate my birth with gifts. It's not in there. It's not a commandment. Now, we can do it, and it's good, and, and good. And we can have fun with that, and we can... We can find ways to, to do it, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, don't think in your mind somehow or another the Bible has mandated that we celebrate Christmas and have a Christmas day and that we make a big deal about that one day of Jesus' birth. The Bible never has asked us to remember the birth of Jesus, but Jesus did say that we should remember his death, burial, and resurrection because that is the completion of the story. Now think about this. How many of you have, have children? How many of you want to have children someday only the women raise their hand when i ask this question how many how many of you know somebody who has children <laughs> how many of you are a child uh, you were born how many of you were born okay that covers the shift cover everybody right <laughs> that should cover all of us <laughs> all of us here right to realize think about this if you have a child and when that child is born, you make a grand entrance and you celebrate like most of you hopefully do. And the ch a child is born and your family's coming to the hospital and people are excited and you're gooing and gone and everybody's loving the baby and holding it and talking about how beautiful the baby is and all that. And that stuff is, it's all awesome. What if when you left and the parents left, Nobody ever got excited about that kid again until the next year when his birthday come around, or her birthday come around. I'm not going to talk to them anymore. Yeah, I hope, hope they make it. I'll try to feed them and clothe them and just do what I have to because I'm a parent. 
But then when the birthday rolls around, whoo, man, we're going to get all jacked up. We're going to give them gifts and tell them how much we love them and tell them how much we care for them. And then that day goes by, and then it's back to, we'll wait until next year. They'll be all right. Yeah, I'm a parent. I have a child. I'm going to go through the motions and do what I have to do to be a parent. Then the birthday rolls around, whoo, man, we got a birthday celebration of our child. It's so awesome. Now, not to be a downer, but sometimes I think that's what we do as Christians. It's like Christmas Day comes around. We've designated that as his birthday. And we say this is when we're going to celebrate again, which is fine. And so all Christmas season, woo, Jesus is good. Jesus is the reason for the season. You know, why don't we go around in the middle of March saying Jesus is the reason for this season? Because isn't Jesus the reason for all seasons? <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it. So we get all like, pumped up and jacked up about Christmas because of this event and this celebration of a birthday, which is awesome. But then sometimes after that birthday's over, we just get on back to everyday life. And it's like, yeah, I'm a believer. I'm not telling anybody about it at work anymore because I'm not allowed to talk about Jesus in my workplace. And I know some of you really aren't, and that's okay. But just the idea of sometimes we kind of just, I'm going through the motions. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a Christmas. Thanksgiving, December rolls around. Woo! Jesus, Jesus' birthday. Jesus the reason for the season. And it's kind of like that. So, so what he said was, this is great joy. The angels told them, this is great joy. It's for you. It's for all people. And then the, the last thing that I want to tell you is that it's a real invitation. Now, that's important. Anybody ever been invited to anything that really you knew when all the smoke was blowed away that it really wasn't a real invitation? Bet you have. Let me give you an example. Burp. You want a cruise? Call 1-800-222-333 for a free, no obligation trip to the Bahamas. Right? Anybody ever got that call? How many of you really, honest to goodness, believe it is a real free invitation? Nobody, because it's not. <laughs> right? It's not. It's all smoke and mirrors. I hope you don't work in that industry. I've just offended you thoroughly, but I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Um, you should work somewhere else. I'm sure you're gifted to find another job. <laughs> but, you know, we get those invitations. People, people invite us to things and to stuff, and we know there's, there's a different motive behind it, and really the invitation is not because they love us and care for us, but it's like it's, it's the bait and hook, you know. I'm going to get you here, and I'm going to hook you to this. Again, I, I know you've experienced it. I've experienced it. I have people... I had somebody, they're not a part of this church, but they are in this community, and I've known them for a long time, and they had recently got involved in some, one of these, one of these big marketing type things where they're going to sell me something, and I'm going to sell something for them, and they're going to make money off of me, and then I'm going to get people to sell for me, and they're going to make money off of me and them, and, and you know, where, whatever floats your boat. But here's the thing, the guy come up to me, I hadn't seen him in years, Come up to me, acted like we had just been out to dinner the night before. Oh, Donnie, it's so good to see you, man. How's it been going? Oh, man, oh, I got to tell you something. I'm having this party Saturday, and I want you to come. Oh, man, this guy just thinks I am awesome, right? I want you to come, and man, I want you to, I know you know a lot of people in this community, and I want you to invite all your friends to come to my party. Then I'm just sitting there like just, what well, you know, waiting, knowing what's going on. And then he finally works into it that it's some kind of thing. And 
he's going to have an opportunity to sell something and I could really profit if I would invite more people. And I just looked at him and I said, are you serious? Oh, yeah, and I said, listen, I don't, I'm not doing that. Thanks for our offering, but I don't do that and I'm not doing it. And I'm not inviting any of my friends to come. So we really don't know each other, so get out of my face. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's like... It's like we've known each other all our lives and we were best friends and he never talks to me and never has talked to me since. I turned him down. You've gotten invitations that you know are not real. You've gotten invited to things, to be a part of things that you know there was a motive behind it. Listen, this is not one of those things. This is a real, genuine invitation. Verses 15 and 16, look at this. It says, When the angels went away from them into heaven... The shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. You don't have verse 17, but if you've got something, you're looking at Scripture, keep reading. It says, And when they saw, when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. What was the saying that had been made known? That's when the angel appeared to them and said, Hey, I've got... Uh, I've got good news of great joy unto you this day as a child's going to be born. Here's what happened. Somebody invited them to something. They checked it out and they went to see it and it was exactly as they had been told. The angel said, here's what's going to happen. Jesus is going to be in swaddling clothes. He's going to be wrapped up, laid in the manger, and they're going to be there. And they said, let's go check it out. And guess what they found when they got there? They found exactly what the angel had invited them to. There was Jesus, and there he was wrapped up in swaddling clothes, and he was lying in a manger, and Mary and Joseph was there with him, and it was a real invitation. Not something, not some kind of dream that they had, not, not that they ate too much pizza the night before and couldn't sleep, and they made up all this stuff on their own. This was a real invitation to them, and which says to me that it's a real invitation to us. If, I, if, if, if in the scriptures these shepherds had checked out what the angels had said, what would you think if, if the scripture said, and so they went to check it out, and when they got there, nothing was to be found. There was no baby, there was no manger, there was no Mary, there was no Joseph. Really, the angels just told us a lie. It wasn't a real invitation. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be very jacked up about that. But to know that, that they had told them what was going to happen, and not only for them, but everybody else in that area saw them and checked it out. It was a real invitation. So here's what I want you to think about, and I'm finishing up. This season is a season of joy. Every season, as far as I'm concerned, is an opportunity for, to be a season of joy. And don't feel guilty about getting all jacked up and excited about the Christmas season. There's nothing wrong with that. But just make sure you understand that the joy that the Bible's talking about was about this life of Jesus. The joy that he was talking about wasn't that we could construct a, a national holiday and get off work and give gifts. That wasn't what he meant, although we have adapted some of that, and it's not all bad. But what he meant was you are, ha you are getting ready to experience Joy beyond any joy that you could ever find on this earth. And it is going to start with this baby coming to this earth, but that's not where it ends. And the reason that you can have joy and that I can have joy 
is twofold. One, because it was exactly like the angel said it was. And Jesus' life was lived out. And the scriptures tell us exactly why he came and what he did by bearing our sins, dying on a cross, forgiving us and offering us eternal life and even abundant life, the Bible talks about in the New Testament. That is the complete story of Jesus. We can't stop with the celebration of his birth. So I'm going to challenge you this morning, just where are you with that? I mean, are you just all depressed because it's, it's the holiday season? And, and let me just back up and say, I know, I know this. I'm not talking about pine sky, bind by, everything's always good because some of you have lost loved ones and holidays are a time to where it makes it tough. I'm not saying that you put on a fake face and that that's not important and that's not real to you. There's, there's no, nothing in me that's saying that. Some of you have some memories that would be hard memories when you think of holidays and especially around Christmas time. I understand that those are real, but I'm telling you, you can't let those things rob you the joy of what it was talked about when the angels told the shepherds, you're fixed to experience some great joy. And you balance that pain and all of that stuff that you have in you with a joy of understanding that Jesus is why we can rejoice. And that's what gives you strength to move on. That is an awesome way to celebrate this holiday. So where are you? There's a call to joy that has been given out. It's a personal invitation to you. You've even said your own name right there in the middle of the scriptures. It's for everybody. It's a real invitation. Have you accepted it? Have you accepted that by believing in not that baby only, but the life of Jesus that sacrificed for your sin? Have you given your life to him? And can you use this, if you haven't already thought about this, to be joyful about this holiday because of the life that Jesus gives us? I don't know where you fall in that or how that works, but I'm going to ask the band's going to come forward. And I'm just going just to have your time just to reflect for a minute. You can always respond if you feel a need to somehow by getting out of your seat and coming forward. But as the band comes to play and ask, if you just close your eyes, not because that's magic, I always say, but because maybe that'll help you tune out distractions as people are coming up, walking around and that kind of thing. Just take a minute and just kind of evaluate and say, and say, you know, I, I understand that this was a call to joy. Two things. One, have you answered that call by accepting Jesus as your Savior? You won't find anything else that'll give you more joy in life than knowing that you have life in Him. It won't always be perfect and there'll be bad circumstances, but you'll have a foundation of joy that surpasses anything that you'll ever be able to experience materially or any other way on this earth. Have you done that? And if you haven't, would you like to? I can help you with that. See me right after this is over. And as a believer, don't get caught up in all this negativity about commercialism and how Jesus is being taken out of the culture and Jesus is not going to be taken out of the culture unless those of us who have him living with inside of us keep our mouths shut. So don't blame Jesus being out of the culture on anybody other than us because it can't happen. Literally, he can't be taken out of the culture if we quit, unless we just quit talking about him and acknowledge who he is. So, do you have that joy in you and that perspective of realizing this is a great time not only to be excited about Jesus, but to be able to enjoy these things that God allows us to enjoy? 
and to realize that you may have an opportunity with your family and friends and those you're shopping with and the places you go that people are more receptive now than they probably will be for another year. Would you look for opportunities? To tell them about Jesus. You don't have to be in their face, not your personality, repeating some spiel that you've memorized. Tell them about the joy you have. Tell them about what Christmas means to you. You're not responsible for their response. You're responsible for your obedience to do as God wants you to. Leave all that other stuff up to God. That's really none of your business. God just wants us to tell people. So I hope that you're experiencing that joy and that will give you a perspective from the Bible of what that means. Stand up as we sing. God, we love you and we thank you for being with us. Thank you for sending your son that we can celebrate. We can think about joy. We can think about life. We can think about how you've helped us and what you want for us. God, I pray, I pray as hard as it is sometimes, and it's hard for me, Lord, don't let me fall into that negative attitude about what all the society is doing to make Christmas such a bad time. Let me rejoice about the good news that you shared with me and the, the great joy that I can have because of that. And if anything, when I go out and about, instead of letting other people drag me down, Lord, let me lift other people up by sharing you and the joy that I have. Let them ask, how can you be so happy in a time when everybody's so busy? Lord, let, let them ask that question. And give us all that, whatever it takes within us to be able to respond and help them to have that perspective. In Jesus' name, amen.